the one who overcomes will get to sit in the throne with Jesus Christ. Isn't that a blessing? To sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and I'm sat down with my father in his throne. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've been learning about being wise at servants and harmless as loves. Hallelujah. Now, today we want to talk about very, very important, something very, very important. We want to talk about, we want to talk about five principles for overcoming handicap. Five principles for overcoming handicap. Now, someone will say, I don't have any handicap. What's the problem? Most people have handicap. Now, what is a handicap? A handicap is something that severely limits you. Now, if you think about it, is there anything that severely limits us? I believe so. Even our bodies limit us. Hallelujah. There are some people, depending on their backgrounds, they are limited in a certain way. So a handicap is something that severely limits you. Something also that makes you different from others. When you enter into a foreign land, you can be different from others. You can be in a group of people and you are the odd one out or you are the one who is different from the others and sometimes, depending on who you are dealing with, they treat you so. They treat you differently. Some people try to be as nice as possible, but you can tell that they are treating you differently. That is also a handicap. A handicap is a disadvantage that makes success more difficult. And depending on where you are, you can have a, a handicap which can become a, a great uh, asset in a different area. So the, in, in, in place X, or in group X, it's a handicap. In group Y, it is an asset. Can I have an amen? A handicap is a physical or social disability that makes your participation in, in, in success or in ministry or in life more difficult. These are examples of handicaps. And when you look at a snake, you can tell that a snake has a lot of handicaps. A snake doesn't have legs. A snake cannot thrive uh, 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 in a certain way unless they use their handicap to their advantage. So you can see that a snake is able to go through very, very, very small holes, very small spaces because of their handicap. So you can see that even though the serpent has a handicap, the serpent has mastered the handicap and is using the handicap to their advantage. Hallelujah. So everyone who has a handicap Know that you can use your handicap to your advantage, and your handicap will not necessarily be a limitation. Look, for example, at Joseph. Look, for example, at Daniel. They had handicaps. What was uh, Joseph's handicap? He was a slave. What was Daniel's handicap? He was a captive. But nevertheless, they, they did not allow their handicaps to affect them. These are people who, in spite of their handicaps, became great people in the nation. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. You can say amen. Even if you can't hear you, it's good enough. Praise God. There are things that prevent us also from advancing, from climbing up, from going forward, from achieving, from prosperity. There are a number of things that uh, provide, uh, prevent us from doing that. Those are handicaps, and we need to overcome them. No matter who we are, there are some people who are uneducated and feel that because of my lack of education, I am handicapped and I cannot go anywhere. That is not true. In spite of it, the Bible says that the fishermen, the Bible says that when they, they saw the way Peter and John and the apostles were dealing with them, when the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they saw how they were, they were relating with them and how they were speaking, they marveled 
and took note that these were unlearned men. These were Ishamian unlearned men, people who had not gone to school, people who had not studied the scriptures. They, they, they took note of it and realized that they had been with Jesus. So when you and I have been with Jesus, our handicaps will be removed. And the Bible says that we turn the world around to Jesus. So in spite of my handicap and your handicap, we can accomplish great things for God. Hallelujah to Jesus. And like you can tell that God is interested, seems to like people who are able to overcome in spite of their handicaps. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 says, Behold, I send you forth a sheep in the midst of wolves. Sheep in the midst of wolves. I'm sending you forth, and, and wolves love to eat sheep. So if you are a sheep in the midst of wolves, then until or unless you develop a certain strategy, you are going to be eaten. Then Jesus said, be ye therefore. So because you, you, you have a handicap of being sheep in the midst of wolves, not far from wolves, but in the midst. So the wolves have surrounded the sheep. So because of that, for the sheep to survive, the sheep must be wise at serpents and harmless as dogs. Now the word wise, is, it means practical wisdom. It means sensible. It means intelligent. It means prudent. It means wise. So the Bible is saying that you and I, because we are sheep in the midst of wolves, we need to be practically wise. We need to take practical steps. Wisdom is just a part of the children. So do the wise things that will cause you to escape. Now, many people might feel that this particular situation, there is no escape. But look at the Bible, what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, that there was a poor wise man. And he was in a small city. And there was a huge army from a, a king, a great king, who was sent to them to annihilate them, to destroy them. So the king will besiege the city, surrounded the city. And usually in those days, when the king surrounds the city, no one can leave, no one can come in. So it means that the water supply will be cut off. This means your means that your water supply will be cut off, your food supply will be cut off. So if it is cut off, People would eventually have to surrender, otherwise, their family members would die. So, this king besieged the city, and there was no escape. And the Bible says that the city was delivered by a poor wise man. It means that the wise man was prudent, was shrewd, was, was, was intelligent. He took practical steps. And, and, and he used intelligent, sensible steps, and he was able to overcome. Hallelujah. But nevertheless, a serpent is not only wise or shrewd, but a serpent is also evil. That's why the Bible says, take the wisdom and the practical steps that, we, that the serpent uses, but don't follow the way the serpent behaves, so be harmless as doves. So take the wisdom of the serpent and then take the, the, the innocence of the dove. So to be harmless means to be innocent, to be unmixed, to be pure, to be simple, to be unsophisticated, meaning that it is not a bad word, unsophisticated, do not be too much, do not be, try to have a good outward appearance, but there is nothing inside. Be sincere, blameless. So be wise as a serpent and be blameless. Be innocent, 
like a dab. Very, very important because dabs are quite pure, innocent. So be innocent like that. So take, but many people, they take the wisdom of the serpent and then they take everything that the serpent represents. And then before you realize, they are using wisdom, but they are corrupt. They are evil. They are wicked. But they are using wisdom of the serpent. But Jesus' way, you use the wisdom of the serpent and then you are harmless like a dove. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, Five principles. We are going to talk about two or three today, and then next week, God willing, we will continue. But very, very important. Now, five principles for overcoming handicaps. Five principles which the snake used, which God expects us to use. Five principles. Now, you and I, many of us have certain handicaps. Handicaps. Sometimes, even in the foreign language, there's a handicap. Some people, their accent is a handicap. Hallelujah. Some people, their color is a handicap. Hallelujah. So how are you going to thrive in spite of your handicap? Number one, overcome your handicaps by assuming the stance and posture of an overcoming. It means that, yes, I'm handicapped, but even though I'm handicapped, I'm going to behave as if I have all the tools I need. I am not handicapped. I am strong. I have everything it takes to succeed in life. That is very, very important because if, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you don't take a certain stance of an overcome, then you are already defeated. Many people, before they enter the boxing ring in boxing, they have lost the battle. Muhammad Ali, one of the things he did was he wears the people out and puts fear into them before the fight. So as they are fighting, the people are afraid. I want Mike Tyson, because of all the things that happened in his previous fights, first round, second round, third round, as soon as he comes and he moves his neck and then gives you the first punch, you are, you are down, before it starts. So you and I, it's very important for us to take the stance of an overcoming. Don't be like the people of Jericho. Rather, because the people of Jericho, what happened was that because of what they heard about the children of Israel and about the God of Israel, by the time the children of Israel went to Jericho and the walls fell down, they, were, they had lost the battle. But if you take the stance that I am an overcome, I have overcome, I have prevailed, I'm taking the, the stand and the, the, the posture of an overcomer, you will do well. Hallelujah to Jesus. No matter what happens and whatever you and I go through, we must always see ourselves as overcomers, as overcomers, as overcomers in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when you, for example, look for example at our, our prophet. He doesn't have all the money many of the evangelists have, then him and some of the people. He doesn't have that. But nevertheless, because of where he's been, because, because he knows the terrain, because he goes to do a lot of research, because of being practically wise, because of his, his wisdom, he is able to do great crusades, sometimes even bigger than many of the others, with not as much money as the man. Mm. He's able to use what he has very, very little and still accomplish it. Oh, the guy is having a... Hallelujah. 
You look, for example, at people in Africa who, number one, the, 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 the problem is that people don't take them seriously. Number two, there's not a lot of financial uh, 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 substance they have compared to people in the Western world. Yet, missionaries are being sent from Africa more than in general, most places. And yet, those in the Western world just send people to go and visit once in a while, build a house, build and then go home. So you can clearly see that practical wisdom and, and overcoming the handicap is taking our prophet very far. And therefore, the kingdom of God very far. Because once he goes far, the kingdom of God is going far because he's preaching the gospel. I don't know that you hear what I'm talking about. So you and I must learn to use our handicaps to our advantage. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, let's look at John, 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5. Overcome. Are you an overcomer? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, we are. Now, taking the stance of an overcomer is very important. The Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. For who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth? That Jesus is the Son of God. So you can clearly see that once you and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and we have him, we must realize that we have already overcome. Because the one who overcomes the world, overcomes disabilities, overcomes problems, is the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. So anyone who has faith in Jesus Christ, take your stance. Because the Bible says that you have already overcome the world. I don't know what I'm speaking to somebody. You are now not going to overcome the world. You have already overcome the world because of your faith. The Bible also says, now there can be someone who says, look, you don't understand. I am going through the worst of problems. I am going through so many difficulties. I am going through so many challenges. I have no hope. I have no hope. I have no victory in hand. In hand. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 35 and 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? So shall you not having a job separate you from God's love? Shall you not having what you need? And difficulties are they going to separate you from God's love? As it is written, for I say, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, nay, in all these things, we are not going to be, not my being, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. We are more. So it means that if I am more than a conqueror. I'm not a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. A conqueror is an overcomer. If I'm more than a conqueror, it means that as I am standing here, I must see myself as more than an overcomer, more than a conqueror. Therefore, if any circumstance comes my way, if any handicap, if I possess any handicap, I know that I'm more than a conqueror. So the handicap is not going to limit me because God is going to take my handicap and he is going to, his strength is going to be made perfect in spite of my handicap, and he's going to move me forward to the next level. If you believe it, say amen. Even though I can't say you can say amen still. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. Look at 1 John 2 14. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him. You have, you have known him. That is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are, ye are strong. And the word of God remains in you or abides in you. And ye have overcome the wicked one. So we are now not going to overcome the wicked one. We have already overcome the wicked one. So when you see this, if you take your stand as someone who has already passed tense, overcome the wicked one. If you don't do that, when you have a handicap, it's going to lead you. No wonder Apostle Paul, the Holy Ghost said to the Apostle Paul, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in spite of my handicap. I can do all things through Christ which gives me strength. I can do it. I can do it. I am a can-do person in spite of my handicap. I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody. I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody. I'll give you a few more verses, four more verses, because the key in overcoming is to know that you are an overcoming. Is to know that you are an overcoming. First Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory, or the overcoming power, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who has already given us the victory. So I, I have the victory. I have limitations. But in spite of the limitations, I have been given the victory. I have received the victory. I don't know what I'm speaking to somebody here. I am already victorious in spite of what is going on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now thanks be to God. What a blessing. Which given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, you have enemies. Yes, you have afflictions. Psalm 54, verse 7 says, Surely he rescues me from all my trouble, and I triumph over my enemies. I triumph over my enemies. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. What do you think? Very, 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 very powerful. Now, you will see that sometimes God uses our handicaps for his glory. In spite of our handicap, his glory will clearly be seen. What do I mean by that? When you look at John chapter 8, when you, read, you look at John chapter 8, the Bible talks about a very, very important event. Jesus and his apostles were walking by and saw a man born blind who had a great handicap, a great disadvantage. A man who was born blind. And then the apostles asked him the question, Master, who did sin that this man was born blind? Who said that this man has such a great handicap, a great handicap so great that he cannot even see? Look, for example, as Stevie Wonder, he, he had a great handicap. What is a handicap? He could not see. Nevertheless, Stevie Wonder was able to, in spite of his handicap, become a great musician. So great that he was famous all over the world, in spite of his handicap. Someone who cannot see and is able to play the keyboard with such talent, in spite of his handicap, in spite of the key, in spite of his handicap. Who did say, in spite of his handicap? I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody. So Jesus uh, said to the, the, the apostles, asking, Lord, who did say, Master, who did say that this man was born blind? Was it he or the spirit? 
Because in those days, they believed that when someone is born blind, it means the person sinned eventually. In the future, they committed such a great sin, and therefore the punishment was being born blind. Or the parents sinned. And because of their sin, the punishment was an amount of But Jesus didn't say, We are everywhere. But what Jesus said is that this man was not born blind because anyone sinned, but so that the works, oh glory to God, so that the works of God will be made manifest. So this man was born blind so that God will show his power through the man's hand. That God is able to heal a man on. God can show that he can take someone with a great handicap and make something, something out of them. God can make something out of someone who has handicap. That is the God we say. So from now on, may none of us say to ourselves that, oh, I have this handicap. This handicap is so big, and because of that, I can't really do much for God. Or I have such a handicap, so I will leave the, the great works for the people who do not have don't say that. Don't say that. Because later on, I'll show you and give you examples of people in spite of their handicap, they accomplished super things for God. And some are still alive and accomplishing super things for God. How much more you and I? People who grew up without their parents. Sometimes people who were orphans. And yet God was able to take an orphan and make them into something. You see someone, I think I want to Joyce Polawite or Josemite. <clears throat> I think one of them was, I think it was Polawite. Well, one of them was talking about a time when they lived in the trailer and they were abused as when they were young. And because of that, they had self-pity. Of course, when we abuse is a very terrible thing. I feel we all feel for you. We pray that you would uh, be be be. Be blessed, we pray that you get all the necessary treatment and help you need because casting is not easy and it's an evil thing that people do. And therefore, we must have compassion for such people. But nevertheless, Joyce Meyer uh, and for a while, we were talking about yeah, it was a handicap because because of that, they felt sorry for themselves, they didn't think they would achieve much. They they stayed in a certain state of I have a handicap. I was abused. I can't achieve much. I can't really do much for myself. And because of that, it limited them until they said to themselves, I have to trust the Bible. And they read in different verses in the Bible that showed them that they can overcome this part of their handicap. And God used them. And they are the people we know now. They are the people we know now. So, ladies and gentlemen, no matter the handicap, if you don't have God, then I, I don't blame you. Your handicap is handicap. And it's going to be very difficult to overcome it. If you don't have God, even though a few people from time to time are able to overcome it. But when you have God, you are sure and certain that you are now not going to overcome, but you have already overcome when you have Jesus Christ. Number two. Number two. Overcome your handicap by knowing that everyone has handicaps. 
Oh, there are so many people who feel that I'm the only one who has this problem. I'm the only one who has this struggle. Everyone else is perfect. It happens a lot in church. You go to church and you see people and you say to yourself, I'm not a good Christian. I see people shaking, oh, glory. I see people shaking, oh, glory to God. Because of that, I feel that I'm not, I, I don't have much going for myself. I have a great impact. I'm not close to God. But if only you see that everybody is the if only you will see that most people, most Christians are like you. If only you will see that most Christians don't do certain things or don't have certain, a certain zeal or are not close to God as they could be. So you must be close to God. It's a handy to realize that a lot of people have a deal and you need to come out of it so that you're not just be a mere Christian, but you'll be a Christian who loves God who seeks God, who pleases God, who will be separate and different from the other Christians. Because trust me, most Christians don't have their right hand. Most Christians don't pray for our day. Most Christians don't do that. But you can be there and feel that, oh, I'm the only one who doesn't do that. I'm not fit to come to church. Oh, I see these holy people. Wow, they are so holy. I, 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 I'm, I'm too dirty to be among them. But you find out that the fact that you are even thinking this, you most likely are even better than the God. I don't know how to preach it to somebody, but it's very true. So know that handicaps, everyone has a handicap. I remember there was a time in my small group meetings long ago, <clears throat> I told some of the church members, tell us some of your worst fears, tell us some of the things that you have done in the past that you didn't like. The kind of things. We heard many people who always told me, Oh, I'm sad. I feel that I'm, I can't accomplish much. I feel that I, I, I'm too dirty. I feel that I don't know much. Many of those people change their attitude when they hear that just about everybody in the room had similar stories. Just about everyone in the room had similar stories. Look at First Peter chapter 5. First Peter. Chapter 5, verse 9. So resist me that the devil firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences and suffering are being accomplished by our brothers and sisters who are in the world. Meaning that we realize that the same struggles, the same difficulties, the same temptations, they are being experienced by all our brethren all over the world. This is not all to this one. It is not just common to this. It is not common to this. <clears throat> Look at first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There is the temptations in your life are not different from what others experience. They are not different. Who oh, asked for me? I get tempted with this things too much. Yes, maybe that is you. That is the thing that the devil can use to get you. But you must realize that everyone has. What the devil is trying to use to get there. What am I saying? Someone, it could be a sexual thing. <clears throat> um, easy. The devil just knows. I'll go down. Some people, it could be stealing. Some people, it could be unforgiveness. Some people, it could be lies. Whatever it is, you and I must master it. But know that everyone is experiencing some sort of temptation or some sort of difficulty or something. Everyone is feeling that way. It might not. Yes, what might be sexual? Somebody else's might be doubt. Someone else's might be unforgiveness. Someone else's might be fear. 
Someone else's might be discouragement. Someone else's might be depression. What about this? The Bible makes it clear that the temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation or the trial or the difficulty to be more than you can bear or stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. That is a God we say. Who has said that is a God we say? Who has said that is a God we say? The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 19, many, <clears throat> not few, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of the world. So, yes, most people, just about everyone has to know it. It's very critical to know it. Very, very important to know it because when we know it, we will not see ourselves less poor. We will not see ourselves less able. We will see ourselves as people who are like everyone else, and other people are achieving, and we can achieve all. Otherwise, we will feel that everyone doesn't know, no, most people don't have money. That's why they're doing wrong. I have to in fact, oh, I can't do much. It doesn't work that way. Not at all. I don't know, I'm preaching to somebody. Second Timothy 3 12. Yeah, and all that will live body in Christ shall suffer persecution. Someone will say, I'm always being persecuted. I'm always going through troubles. Oh, poor old me. No. When you look, the people who are like you, <clears throat> the people who are like you, who are seeking God, like you are, are also experiencing it because God is true. And he says, yeah, and all, not most, all that's the live God in Christ shall suffer persecution, not most, all. So all includes you. Now, if you are someone who's not diligent in Christ or living God in Christ, then you will not apply. I don't want to apply to you. Then you can ask the person, God, why is this happening? What's going on? You can ask it. But anyone who is living God in Christ, who is seeking God, the answer is in 2 Timothy 3 12. Who? Philippians 1 29. It is for it is given to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for the sake. The handicap. I said, well, the handicap. Oh, hallelujah. I remember in Minneapolis, <clears throat> when I was, we, 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 we were going downtown on Sundays for outreach. And just about every Sunday, downtown on the streets, outreach, we would see a woman, old woman, in a wheelchair, distributing flies and preaching the gospel. She had a handicap. What was a handicap? She was an old woman and she was sitting in a wheelchair. Nevertheless, she was evangelizing. Then a Christian will say, That's for me, I'm tired. That's for me, I'm sad. That's for me, I have to go and do laundry. Don't shut me down. I'm preaching the finances here. I have to go and do laundry. I have to go and do this. I have to go and do that. Yet, an old woman in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair, and she had oxygen, she had an oxygen tank or whatever. And she had sat in her nose, <clears throat> the oxygen to, to breathe. And she was telling people about Jesus. Telling people about Jesus. Anytime you saw her, we were encouraged. An old woman. She had a handicap. Not only was she old, not only was she in a wheelchair, but she had to breathe with the tube. Oh, glory to God. What about the person who doesn't need to do that? Who can walk through? Look at what someone with their handicap is doing. Now you can imagine the crown and the throne she would be in heaven. In spite of her handicap on earth, 
She is doing great things which will give her great rewards, great mansion, great crowns, great rewards forever. When life begins, life begins when you are dead, not now. Life does not begin now. Life begins when we are dead, everlasting life, where there's no more death, no more pain, no more tears. This is not life. What's the proof? You will die and I'll die. That's what you can see. That's a proof that this is not life. I'm preaching to somebody here. As I'm preaching to somebody here, <clears throat> I also know a story about a man who has no limbs. No limbs. And he, he, he asked God, oh, why? Why did you do this to me? Why, why was I born this way? Why, was I, why, why am I experiencing this? No, why? I guess you are walking until he read John chapter 8 about a man born blind and said, look, from now on, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. He is now a great evangelist preaching all over. I'm sure many of us know about him. Preaching around the world. He, he, hmm. There are many people who have these disadvantages and are married. Uh, do sports, do have children, they, they, they play golf, they do everything they can do in spite of their handicap. And in spite of his handicap, he's not only doing those things, but he's not that I'm talking about. People in the world, in Australia, are they talking about you? No. So, someone with a handicap, people all over the world are talking about him. You see people with handicaps who have no legs. Uh, and have maybe prosthetic legs or metal uh, legs, and they are gracing. And we know about them. We see them on television. Look, ladies and gentlemen, our handicap should not limit us. I said our handicap should not limit us. It shouldn't. And I pray that from today, you and I will know that my handicap, your handicap, cannot limit me anymore. From now on, I will know that everyone has to. And because everyone has handicaps, I am going to make sure that God's strength is going to be more perfect in my weakness. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. What do you think? Very important. And then number three, <clears throat> overcome handicaps by thinking of a way to turn a handicap into an advantage. And the example clearly is a man with no limits. He said, I need to figure out a way to live and to survive in spite of what I'm doing. And that's what he said. In spite of my disadvantage, in spite of my handicap, I need to figure out a way to marry. <clears throat> I need to figure out a way to marry and to have children. I need to figure out a way to survive, to preach, to do the work of God. I need to figure out a way to. I need to. I need to figure out the way to go. Judges chapter 3. The Bible talks about Shanghai, who slew 600 Philistines with an ox god. So he, he, he realized that look, 600 Philistines were after him. He didn't have a weapon. But so he said to himself, I'm going to use what I have. I have a handicap. The handicap is that they have spears, they have swords, they have ammo, and I only have an ox god. But I will use what I have. The handicap, I will use it. God said that his strength will be made perfect in weakness. So my weakness is that I have this. I'm going to use it. And God helped me. And he slew 600 Philistines 
with the obstacle. What a blessing. What about you and I? What do we have? I said, what about you and I? What do we have? Shanghai slew 600, one man, because he said to himself, I have a matter disadvantage, but in spite of my disadvantage, I'm going to position myself as if I have no handicap, but I rather have something powerful, a powerful tool. And he used it to, to God's glory. What about you and I? What about you and I? Think of how you can turn your particular problem into an advantage in your life, in your ministry, and in every aspect of your life. Think about it. How am I going to use my disadvantage? How am I going to use my disadvantage? The snake says that I have a disadvantage. I don't have legs because God cares me and I have no legs. I'll move from my, from my bed. How am I going to overcome this? What, what can I use my disadvantage to do? Then the snake says that no. I can do it. I can, I, I can perfect my disadvantage by the act of flourishing quietly without anyone seeing. I can move through small holes and small spaces. So the snake used that advantage. Use the handicap for an advantage. Look at Joseph. His handicap that he was a prisoner, falsely accused. And look at what God did. In spite of his handicap, he said, I'm going to do my best. In spite of Joseph's handicap, Joseph said, you know what? I'm a slave. I've been put in the innermost jail, falsely accused. But whatever God has given to me, as I look at, God has given me a gift of interpreting dreams. I'm going to do it to the place. I'm not going to believe it. Anyone who had a dream couldn't interpret it. He used his handicap because without the handicap of being in jail, he would never have been second to jail. So the handicap was that I'm blocked. There is no hope for me. I'm locked up in jail. I, 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 I'm, I'm in the innermost jail. And I'm one of the bad prisoners in spite of the fact that I'm innocent. Joseph interpreted dreams, used what he had, and became second to fail. Second to fail. Second to Pharaoh only when Pharaoh was in the room. So when Pharaoh is asleep, then Joseph is first. As soon as Pharaoh enters the room, then Joseph is What a blessing. <clears throat> very, very important. Joseph used, I said, look, Joseph used his disadvantage. What the brothers meant for evil, God turned it around for good. So what am I saying? Joseph was more treated by his brothers. The brothers sold him into slavery. Now, when slavery was over and became second to Pharaoh, and he saw the brothers and put that one of the brothers in jail, what would have happened? Joseph used this handicap of the brothers selling him. This, this painful experience used it as a great lesson for forgiveness. And then said, what's the devil meant for evil? God has turned it. Or what is my brother's meant for evil? God has turned it around for the whole world's good. Can you mute who is that? I'll mention your name if you don't. Please mute your phone so that I can, we can see you as you are. 
Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah to Jesus. I said hallelujah to Jesus. Now, first Peter 3 9. What does it say? Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and He will grant you His blessing. That's what I did to Joseph. I said, That is what I did to Joseph. Now, <clears throat> as I'm wrapping up, you will see that there are many people, this is very important, there are many people who had a lot of disadvantages, a lot of struggles, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering in the past. They went through the dungeon. They went through the lion's den. They went through and God caused them to overcome. And because God caused them to overcome, they used that experience for the glory of God. What am I talking about? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given to us. So that handicap that you and I experience, you, you can find a way to use it to benefit other people. The handicap that I went through, that you went through, that painful experience, that sin, that mistake, God will comfort you through that and you will be able to help people in that mistake, in that sin, in that trouble, to be able to escape it. God will comfort you. When you have been through, I was watching a long time ago, Mr. T. What? Mr. T. Mr. T, he was diagnosed with cancer and he was healed. Now, he was talking about at the time when he had cancer, Many pastors and different people will be preaching to him and telling him that you know what, he's going to be okay. He said, Look, he didn't want to listen to any of them because you know how he was shouting. It. No, I'm not going to listen to any of them. I want, and then he said that there was another pastor who came to him who told him, was uh, uh, encouraging him, and he was about to tell the guy that I'm not interested. The guy said, Look, I have been there. I also had cancer. And God saw me through the cancer and delivered me from the cancer. And because of that, I'm a witness. To let you know that God is able to deliver from cancer, then his eyes were open and was able to listen. Because God was able to comfort him and to take him out of that difficulty so that he can now be a blessing to Mr. T and to others who have that problem. Yes, you are trusting God for a child, or yes, you are trusting God for a, a breakthrough. Now, God has opened the door so that your life will be an example for others. You are trusting God. You are, you are waiting to get married. Nothing happened. And now God has opened the door and you are married. Now those who are waiting and are looking for marriage and are asking God, God, would I ever get married? Your life and your example can be used to tell the people that, look, God has done it for me. I had a family time. 
God has done it for me, and God is going to do it for you. I don't know, I'm preaching to somebody. Or you failed a number of times. You failed because of the handicap. Your handicap, a handicap like we read earlier on, is anything that gets you, uh, makes you at a, or, or gives you a disadvantage. So, yes, I failed five times. But when I trusted in God and I relied on God, I passed. And now I'm, now I'm flourishing. Then you will be able to go to those who are failing, who are about to give up, to tell them that don't give up. God was able to see me through when I failed four times and I did this and He saw me through. Now, God is going to see you through. Don't give up. This is what I do. This is what you need to do. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. That is what you are going to do today. And hallelujah to Jesus. Your overcoming, I said, your overcoming a difficulty will give people hope. And finally, David, the king, he had a handicap. What was his handicap? His handicap was that he was a youth. David was a youth. David was a youth. He had never fought a battle. The, he was looking at a few sheep. He went to see the battle against Goliath. And then his brothers knew that he couldn't do much. He said, ah, what was this? It's because of pride in the king. Why have you come to spy this fish? I mean, why have you come to spy the battle? Who have you left the two sheep with? And then David said, What have I got to do with you? And he turned to another to ask them the question. And then when David saw, when the people saw that David was asking about the matter, they rehearsed the situation to the king saw. And then the king sent for him. But realized that what was going on, there was a battle, and the giant Goliath said, that, Look, there is, if there's anyone from your camp, who can defeat me? The battle is over. I will surrender to you. Anyone from Israel can with you there and fight me one on one. Any human being, anyone. Once you win, the battle is over. My people will run away. Everyone was shaking. Shaking. Now David came. He did not have any experience. He was a young boy. He did not even have a weapon. What? He, he, did not, he, he did not have armor. He had a handicap. What is a handicap? He had not proved the armor that was there. He was not able to prove the armor that he was given. So he said, Look, I don't need the armor. The only thing he had was the sling and the stone. But he said, I have a handicap. I'm going to use the handicap. I'm going to use this part of the handicap. What is the handicap? I am a youth. I don't have experience. I just have one, a, a small stone and a sling. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. And he used it and he defeated the man who was a champion of, of God, like experience, who was a great warrior, who was able to use it. Also, David said, if God was able to deliver me from the paw of the lion and of the bear, that same God will deliver me from the hands of this seeing that he defies the hands of the living God. And David used his past to become victorious. You and I, no matter what the handicap is, you and I should say to ourselves, we would find ways to use our handicap to our advantage. And David's handicap, the sling, 
he was able to use it in the background because it was the handicap that killed the enemy. So, ladies and gentlemen, all of us, we must first take a stand, knowing that we are overcomers. Just take a stand that no matter what happens, I have won already. My life is a repeat program. You see, the, the program has been, it's like a TV series. Imagine your, 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 sports, uh, your sports team wins. And you heard the news and everybody was excited. You know that your sports team won. Let's take it those who like Manchester United or whatever. Let's take it that Manchester United won and Manchester United is your sports team. Now, next time you are watching the match later on, maybe you heard it in the news that Manchester United won. Next time you watch the match, you realize that Manchester United scored for zero and it is 20 minutes to the end. You will not be worried. Why would you be worried? Because you know the results of it. Now, our lives is always a very critical program. We know the results. What are the results? We are more than confident. What are the results that we have overcome? What are the results that we are champions? We are more than conquerors. So take the stand that you are more than conquerors. Take the stand that you have overcome. Take that stand, number two. Realize that everyone is in the same situation. Everyone has a handicap that can limit them. Yours might be A, someone else's might be B, but everyone has a handicap. Your handicap might not be someone else's handicap, but everyone's handicap can limit them. So anyone who's overachieving has been able to overcome their handicap. There are some people, I remember I was talking to a boss of mine who told me that uh, anytime he's about to present something and he's nervous, then what he does is that he holds something in his hand. The handicap was that he's never from the basket. When he pulls the thing in his hands, it comes him down. There's another box who told me that anytime he's about to speak and he doesn't know what to say, he always says, This is a good question. Well, this is a very good question. Give him time to think. Everyone has a handicap. But use, realize that once everyone has a handicap and many people overcome, you overcome. And with Christ, you are going to be more than one. Number three. Find ways to use your handicap to your advantage. God will bless you. I'm not the one, I'm just shall we say a word of prayer? Father God, we want to thank you for your way. We want to thank you for being wise servants and harmless lives. We pray, oh God, that you would touch our hearts and you would give us the wisdom, practical wisdom we need to maneuver. To take the stance and posture position of an overcomer. Because we may we believe the word. May we become good people who believe the word, which says that we are more than conquerors, that we have already overcome the wicked one in the name of Jesus Christ. May we know, like your wife says, that we are the, the, the same struggles we are experiencing are being experienced by all the brethren of the and Father God, may we may you give us a grace to use our handicaps to our advantage in the name of Jesus Christ. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus Christ, the Lord is here. If you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you will go to heaven. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God. And you want Jesus to take control of your life. If you want the shepherd 
the teacher, Jesus Christ, to shepherd you, to lead you by still waters, to give you peace, to give you tranquility. If you want the Prince of Peace to, to calm you down, to lead you in the paths of righteousness, to, to give you greater pastures, to give you blessings, if you want the Prince of Peace to bless you, if you want your sins forgiven, then you need to be born. Jesus said, except the person is born again, he cannot see, he cannot perceive, he cannot look upon, and therefore he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If you want Jesus Christ to know the Savior, then whoever you are, just need to raise your hand and share Just raise your hand. And let's repeat that to me. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for me and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all, all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I believe that I am an overcomer. From today, I believe that I am an overcomer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank, thank you, Lord Jesus, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In, In Jesus' name, name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have surrendered their lives to you. We pray that you keep them, you preserve them, you show them the ways. May they be established, grounded and rooted and established in Jesus Christ. We pray that Jesus Christ will be formed in them. Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> God bless you all. Thanks for joining those on social media. Thank you. God bless you for joining. I pray that God gives you a great blessing and that all your disadvantages, God's friend will be made perfect in them and you saw how that you would have if you did not even have this. God bless you. God favor you. <clears throat> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord Jesus cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you peace. God bless you. Thanks for joining again and shalom, shalom. You're welcome, Pastor. God bless you.